I tell you, that song, uh, we do things a little different because I never tell Gresham what I'm preaching because I don't want Gresham to feel like he has to play songs that goes along with my message. But I love how God does everything. Amen? You know, it says, when the sun was lifted up, I felt new air inside my lungs. Man, it's just the breath of fresh air when you receive Jesus, how it changes everything. I don't know if you've ever, like, been, like, running really, really hard. And, and like, you're struggling for that breath. And all, finally, you catch your breath. And that, that one big one, and how refreshing that feels. Some of you look at me like, man, I ain't ran in forever. Don't ask me that. But it's that breath inside. It says when the sun was lifted up, that whole thing was talking about how much God loved us because he lifted his son up for you and I. So that we could have that fresh breath. We could have that fresh life. We could have that fresh start. Man, that's amazing. Amen? I'm telling you, and it's, it can't happen. That would not have happened apart from God's love for you and I. What does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus is the expression of God's love for you and I. And I love that. I love that because the, the, the series we're going through now is called Limitless Love. And see, the thing that keeps us from encountering God is not fancy services. The thing, it's not having the right versions of the Bible. It's, it's, it's us loving God. It comes completely around that. I'm going to give you a little, I'm gonna give you a little, little advice this morning. I've been preaching about 55 minutes. You know why? Because ain't nobody amening me. When y'all say amen, it means I know you ain't asleep. And I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to uh, keep trying to uh, make you understand. So if y'all amen me, I'll know you look good if we can go on to the next point. Y'all with me? Amen. amen. All right. You know, and so I want you to understand that, that God's love, what does it say, that, that commandment, that we should love the Lord God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, right? And the second commandment is that we should love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus himself says that if we could get these two right, everything else would fall into place. And the thing we struggle with the most, and if you would be honest with yourself, is loving other people. And that's what we struggle with. And if we can't love people who are created in God's image, how in the world can we love a God that we can't see? How? You know, and it talks about uh, God wants us to love him supremely. Like, that's it. He wants us to love him supremely. He wants us to love him in totality, like completely. But see, I, I, we live in a generation in the church today where we don't want to live on black and white. The word of God is either black or white. It's either true or false. Amen? Jesus, God says over and over, and even Jesus himself says, walking out of darkness into the light, right? It, there's a distinction between darkness and light. But see, we want to live in the middle. We want to live in the gray. We want to live where it's comfortable. That way I don't have to choose this way or that way. If I stand in the middle, then I can choose what makes me comfortable in the moment. But to follow Jesus means you can't live in the middle. You can't live in the gray. That you have to make a choice every day to step in truth and walk in the love of God. Or you walk in the love of yourself and you don't obey God. 
And so we live in a place to where we don't think obedience is a big deal. But let me tell you a little secret, church. Obedience is the only way to please God. We can shout. We can raise our hands that I want to receive Jesus. But if you never obey God, you don't, that, that, mo- that moment of saying I want Jesus didn't mean a thing. Obedience is the outward expression of your inward love for God. It's, hard, it's easy for us to put, man, awesome post on Facebook. Some of y'all can slam it. It's, also, it, it, it's good to, to be able to just to, to talk about how much you love God. But if I don't see it outside, I will never believe it. And see, here's the thing. like We have to realize that even in the church, that we got to realize that because we claim Christ doesn't mean anything. We've got to be obedient to God and show the world that we have Christ in us. That is what obedience is. And see, the church is when we the church we are jacked up. We, this church age is so jacked up because we think that we can come and sit our butts on a seat, sing a little bit of praise, cry a little bit. We can go home and we can cuss our spouse out, and it's all right. But we're coming about a blood. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. What's covered by the blood is your sins if you're following Jesus. That's because you constantly want to sacrifice you for him. we got to realize, church, that if we're not obeying God, then we're not a child of God. We're not a child of God because I go to church. I'm not a child of God because I raised my hand one time. I'm not a child of God because I got wet, I got sprinkled, I got dipped, whatever you got done. I don't care. If you are a child of God, if you obey God's word. And we're going to go through all over the Bible today. It's not just one scripture. The Bible is littered with it. It is all over the place about how we can please God only through obedience. We can't choose. So when you choose God, guess what you choose? You choose to obey God. So you can't choose. You know, I I really don't want to share my faith because I don't feel comfortable. Get over you. Because if you choose Jesus, you choose to share your faith. I don't want to do this. I don't want to, man, you don't know what that person's done to me. Get over you because you choose not to obey God because you are holding on to you. See, when you're holding on to you, you are more important than God. Amen? All right, y'all, come on. I want you to understand. (laughs) I want you to understand that. What the Bible says, the Bible says, Bible says that a tree is known by its fruit, right? Well, uh, uh, the fruit is the outward expression of what it is, right? He, he, said, he continues in the Bible. He says, look, you can't get, pretty much you can't get oranges from an apple tree, right? So if you are a child of God, then the fruit of your life will be things of God. So we can't say that we are children of God. When the fruit of our life shows that we are children of Satan. That little harsh, I know, but that's the reality. It's either you in or you out. There is no gray area with God. Either you're pursuing God or you're not. And we don't want to teach this in the church because we want it to be all seeker-friendly, and it is seeker-friendly. You seek and you shall find. But we want people to be able to come in and feel good about their sin. And that is not my job to make you good, feel good about your sin. You need to see your sin and hate your sin and love Jesus more. And obedience is to follow after God. Our obedience or our lack of obedience. I want you to understand something great. Your lack of obedience limits your experience with God. 
I hear someone tell me that I, my relationship with God is dry right now. Every time my relationship with God has been dry, it's because God told me to do something. And I said, uh-uh. And he said, well, I'm going to let you hang out right there until you get ready. And until I get so tired of being dry, I turn to God and say, Lord, I repent, and I'm going to do what you said do. Because I love God. Church, I want to tell you, a lot of us are struggling because we lack the desire to obey God. Obedience to God's command, church, is a true sign of our love for God. It's the outward expression of that. When we obey his word. And the only way, the only way you will know how to obey God unless you get in this book. God loved us. This is another expression of God's love. Think about how awesome God is. He chose to give his word to men to write down so you and I could have it to know how to love him, to know how to please him, and to know how to obey him. He is a loving, awesome God. And we got it right there in our hands. My wife gets so mad when I try to put stuff together without the manual. She's like, Jeremy, what are you doing? When Payson, let me tell you what, when Payson's little baby crib, oh, Lord have mercy. Because I got this thing. It's 700 parts, but I got it. This, I'm looking at the picture. I'm trying to put it together like this picture. And I'm going, I'm putting, I'm going, I'm doing. And then I come around and I got, I got, I got enough spare parts that will fit on this table. And Sabrina's like, I ain't putting my child in that. Tear it back apart and put it back the way the instructions say. And so many of us are just like that. God's given us a plan, but we're looking at somebody else's life as a go-by, and they're jacked up. And we will only follow Jesus as much as we're looking at people. You've got to stop looking at people and look to Christ. And he is, in, he is the author and the finisher of our faith, amen? And so if he gave us this word and says, seek me and find me, then by God, you better get in the word and seek him. And, and that's why we're, the churches are dead. Our, our church will die. Your relationship with Jesus will, will, will just Cease to exist if you don't get in God's word and seek after him. The days of going to connect group and saying, I didn't read, shows that I don't love Jesus. And if you love God, you will do what he says. If you love God, you will get in his word. If you love God, you will, man, you will desire more. Obedience is the key. James chapter 1, verse 25 says this, says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law gives that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard but doing it they will be blessed in what they do black and white baby whoever continues in it not heard it not sitting on it but continues in it heard it let me tell you i heard the word of god when i was 12 years old at vacation bible school and I got baptized because all my buddies was doing it. I didn't continue in the faith. I continued going to church. I walked seven miles away from God. I had no relationship with God. I had no desire to follow God. I didn't have no desire to obey God. You know why? Because I wasn't God. But when God gave me, when God saved me in February 2008, everything changed, church. He had my heart. He had my priorities. And guess what I've done since then? I've continued in it. I had a desire to know him more. See, we can't just say that I had one-time experience with God, and now I'm living like hell. Let me tell you something. If you are a child of God, you will continue in it. The Bible says that those who went from us will never 
of us. And I know that's hard, but the reality is if you love Jesus, you will stick to it. You will follow after him. That don't mean that you won't have hardships. That don't mean that all hell will come against your family sometimes. But that you don't lose hope and you keep pressing in. That's the thing, church. It says, continues in it. That verse also says, doing it and will be blessed. If we obey God's word, if you obey God's word, you will be blessed. That's a promise. Some of us aren't, aren't encountering the blessings of God because we're not obeying God. You know, some of the greatest blessings I've ever had is not money. The greatest blessings I ever had is being able to be obedient and pray for someone and the Holy Spirit speak in me of where they're struggling at and me speak to that and them say, how in the world did you know that? And I say, you know what? Because God told me. Those are precious gems that the Great Depression can't take from me. Those are precious things that God will always be mine. Those are blessings that God gives us, church, for us being obedient to God. And so many of you don't understand what I'm talking about because you've never really walked in obedience. Obedience to God's word means when you, when you listen to God and you do what he says, he starts, man, there's so much richness in that. It gives you so much equity in your life. You feel like, oh, I, I understand what this means now. And God wants you to experience him and give you the blessings of knowing him, but you have to obey him. You have to obey him. See, I think we think that our success matters on what we do. Our success matters on, on what, what people think of us. Our success is circumstantial, right? But our success or our failure in our walk with Christ directly hangs on how much we obey God. That's it. That's it. When I got saved, really when we started planting the church, I, I was just seeking after the Spirit. God, I want gifts. God, I want to speak in tongues. I want to be able to prophesy. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm just, I'm just crying out to God. I'm praying, God. I'm, I'm fasting. I'm like, God, your word says you seek and you shall find. I'm praying all these things, like trying to get these things. But I wanted these things. And Jesus says to me one night, I'm laying, I'm laying in, in the bed, and God says, you're, you're seeking the gifts more than you're seeking the giver. Love me, and these things will come. See, the reason that we don't encounter the deep spiritual things God wants us to encounter because we don't love him enough, and if he gives them to us, then we'll be exercising our own will, saying, look what I did. And say, look what God did. So we've got to love God. It all comes through that love. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commands. That's from Jesus. If you love me, then keep my commands. So if you say we love Jesus, we have to keep his commands. John 15, 14 says, you are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus is telling his disciples, look, you are my friends. You are my friend. Friends have close relationships, right? So he's like, he, you can identify yourself as a friend of God if you have a close relationship with Christ. But see, we, we, we don't understand what being friends with Jesus looks like because we have such superficial ideas of what friends are. We, we think we got friends because we got 2,000 Facebook buddies. Come on. They need to change it to Facebook buddies instead of Facebook, Facebook friends. You know what I'm saying? Because them people on Facebook ain't your friends. You say one thing that they don't like, and they're going to crucify you right there. Hey, we got such shallow. Our definitions of friends is what my parents' generation would categorize as acquaintances. We consider people a friend because we know them a little bit. We know of them. We know their background. People aren't your friends until you have closeness. 
until there's deep bond, this deep relationship. That's what friends are. And some of you need that. You need some deep friends that are willing to tell you some deep truth and willing to get you out of some deep stuff. That's how you know I'm sanctified right there. I'm working on it. I want you to understand, that, guys, that friendship is deep. And Jesus is saying, look, you are my friend if you obey what I command. He's saying, you, you are close to me if you obey me. If you love me if you obey me. We can't consider ourselves friends with Christ. We can't consider ourselves in a deep relationship with Christ if we're not obeying the word of God. Obedience is everything, church. I mean, our time, we need, I mean, I'm telling you, in the time we live, our time with God needs to be so great. Well, we can't experience those times because we're not, we're just, we're just choosing what we want to obey. It's like we go to the grocery store and it's like, well, today I'm going to get some apples and some oranges and some, and, and some salad because I'm watching my figure and I'm going to get some steak. I'm on this low-carb deal. I'm just going to pick what I want to get today. Look, while following Jesus is not like going to the grocery store. You can't pick and choose what you want. It's either all or nothing, baby. You got to choose those things. You got to choose to walk in God. And whatever he wants to give you, you're okay with. That's what loving God is. So many people walk away from the faith because when they go through a hardship, they get mad at God. And what God's trying to use the hardship is to show you the sin in your heart so you can get away from the sin and press into God. But we're so self-centered to where we're like, God, that's not fair. That's not fair. Why are you being mean to me? And we walk away from God because it's always about us and it's not about Jesus. Obedience means, God, this is about you, not about me. That was for somebody, because I ain't got that in my notes. I'm telling you, church, we need to obey God. If we love him, we will obey him. To love him means to walk in him, right? If I'm, fr- if I'm friends with somebody, there's a relationship, right? We spend time together. To, be, to love God means you're walking with him. Luke eleven twenty eight says, Jesus replied, he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. He didn't say blessed are those who hear it. He said, hear it and obey it. We're blessed when we obey the word of God. My, my, my life verse is John 15, 5. He says, anybody, anybody know what John 15, 5 means? If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Abiding, walking, being with Christ. Blessed are those who listen to my command. If we abide in him, we will bear much fruit, church. 2 John 1, 6 says this, says, And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. It's loving God is shown in our walk with Christ. And, and, and you, can't, you can't walk and stand still. You can't walk and stand still. Like Walking means that you're going somewhere. So I want to ask you a question. Are you going somewhere? Or are you standing still? So many people, we walk a little bit and then we just stand still because life has beat us up and we, instead of seeking to God, saying, Lord, we got to keep going. We got to keep pursuing. We got to keep walking with Him. Because if we're not walking with Him, it's saying, God, I don't trust you. I trust me. I'm going to sit right here until I figure it out. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, when, I've, when, when some of the hardest times in my life, I've had to sing that song. Oh, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I'm sitting there singing that song in my prayer time, crying my eyes out, saying, God, unless you hold my hand and you help me walk, I can't walk. 
this is too hard for me. This is too tough for me. God, I need you to walk with me. I didn't, I'm not standing still, but God, help me. Pull me if I need to be pulled. But that's my heart for God. And that's how our hearts have to be. When it's too hard to walk, you cry out to the God. You cry out to your friend and saying, help me walk. That's what obedience is. You're crying out to God in this journey. You know, walking means you're going somewhere. You're making progress. So I'm going to ask you a question. How is your progress? What is your progress? When I was in California, the pastor that was leading us, his name was Rob, and he'd become a really good friend of mine in five days. It's pretty cool when, you, when, uh, when a man closes his eyelids and he's got tats on his eyelids. You know that man is legit. And it wasn't scripture either. I mean, he had, he had street credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we go on in to the, to the, to the, uh, to the gangs infested areas. You go on with me. And they say, who's Rob? I'm like, close your eyes, bro. Let him see you bad. Man got tattoos on his eyelids. You better go with him. Rob, me and Rob talking. Like, he said, where are you from? What you doing? We got back and forth talking. I was like, how about you, Rob? Where, where, you, where was you at before you come to San Francisco? He said, well, man, Rob was a, a, a Latino guy. He said, well, man, you know, I, I was in Leavenworth. Leavenworth, yeah, I was in Leavenworth. How long were you in Leavenworth? Leavenworth, Texas? Yeah, how long were you in Leavenworth? For four years. Like, man, what did you do in Leavenworth? He said, well, pretty much I stood in the same place. Hold on, you stood in the same place for four years? Yeah. What? Yeah, man, I was in a solitary confinement. I was in Leavenworth prison. Stood in there for four years. I found Jesus in solitary confinement. And he, he, he was talking about that. But sir, and when, when he said that to me, and when I was reading this, this, this preparing for this message, that so many of us are just like my buddy Rob in the spiritual sense. We've been standing in the same place for four years because we're imprisoned by the circumstances around us, and we're not allowing God to move us out of that. My buddy Rob was in solitary confinement because of the stuff he had done because of his life was away from God. So many of you have been arrested by Satan and you're allowing him to manipulate your life and your family, but you got to get out of that and say, God, I want you and I'm not going to obey me. And getting out of that means obedience. That's all there is to it. And if we don't obey God, there is consequences. We think that we can just choose not to obey God and it's still going to be sunshine and lollipops because, you know, it don't matter. It does matter. What happened to the Israelites? When they didn't obey God, they traveled around for 40 years until the stubborn people died off. I think that's what God's trying to do in a lot of churches right now. But anyhow, the Israelites were going around in circles 40 years because of disobedience. Joshua 5, chapter 6, chapter 5, verse 6 says this, says the Israelites had moved about in the wilderness for 40 years until the men that were in the military age when they left Egypt had died since they had not obeyed the Lord. For the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land that he had solely promised their ancestors to give them. The land of flowing with milk and honey. Church, not obeying God will destroy your walk with Christ. It is important. It is important. It will destroy it. For so many people in the church today, I think we think that that, that our, our disobedience don't mean anything. But let me tell you something. The reason that most of us struggle is because we're disobedient. Most of us, when we're struggling with things, when, there's, when, there's, when, there's, when we've been struggling for a while, it's because we've been disobedient. And to read, the way to get out of the struggle is to find where you've been disobedient. That's coming to God and repenting of that 
and then obeying God, no matter what it costs you, no matter what it makes you feel like, no matter anything, because obeying God is greater than anything on this earth you can feel, you can have, or you can touch. And I know it's hard because we have been brainwashed, especially in the church, to do what's comfortable. And to follow Christ means you do anything but being comfortable. Because when I'm in Christ, there's comfort in Christ. That's the only comfort that I want. Because I can be in the craziest situations. We, man, let me tell you one of the craziest things. We were in San Francisco. We were going door to door in this gang area. And I'm walking, we're going door to door and, and, and talking to people. And I'm scared to death that somebody is going to bring a gun and shoot my redneck South Georgia self in the face. First question, you ain't from around here, are you? No, sir, I'm not from, it was not my accent, but that's pretty much what they said. How'd you guess them boots? <laughs> Bet you from Georgia. Yes, sir, I am. Represent. I was scared to death, but let me tell you what, what, one thing that God spoke to me in that. He says, Jeremy, do not fear your joy is in the Lord. And when I would walk through those doors, I had this crazy grin inside of me. Now, outside, I probably like I was scared to death. But inside of me, I'm like, you know what? If I die today, I get to see Jesus. And you know what? The time in heaven is so fast, it'll be like two seconds, and Sabrina Payson will be right there with me. That might be morbid in your thinking, but when your joy is in the Lord, circumstances around you don't appear to be as big as what we make them. Because the reason things are so big in your perspective right now is because your perspective is circled around you and not around God. Obedience is being in Christ. Now, disobedience hinders our relationship with Jesus. It hinders us to grow. So, so many people, you're not growing because of your disobedience to God. You're, you're choosing what you want to obey. And, and the church is being handicapped. Instead of, us, instead of the church in America walking with Jesus, we look like this little old lady with a walker. We can't hardly put one foot in front of the other because we won't obey God. And for us to be who God called us to be, we have to be people who obey him. Romans 2, 6 through 8 says this, says, we repay each, We'll repay each person according to what they have done. To those who, by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Church, there is consequences to us not following and us obeying God. I want you to understand that. It's not an if, I want to. It's either you do obey God because he is God. Or you do what you want to do and you're separated from him forever. There's consequences. There's judgment in that. And we want to think that we can skirt around and live in our little South Georgia umbrella where we, we got this little bit of religion and we don't have Jesus and we're going to be okay. But until you truly are obeying God, nothing else matters. I love this. He says, he says those who are persistent in doing, persistent in seeking the glory, and persistent in honor, and then on the immortality, like those who are persistent in seeking after God, they will gain a reward. Guys, look, no matter how hard it is, I should look to like, it's going to be worth it. Amen? If I told you, look, you've got to crawl on your back for five miles across asphalt and, and burning sand. When you get to the other side, I'm going to give you $20 million. Some of y'all be stripping down. Be like, I'm in, I'm in, bro, I'm in. 
because the pain I'm going to endure is going to be worth the cost at the end. We've got to see Jesus where he is that much of an importance, that much of a prize. And until we see him as that, we're not willing to, to sacrifice or obey God. See, church, I want to tell you, this, this whole series is called Limitless Love because we're limited on how much we love God because of our obedience. And I want you to understand that until if we can understand what it means to love God, man, things, there is no, there's nothing in your life that's going to be too great for God. There's no limit on what God can do in your life and through you if you understand how to love him right. If you understand how to obey him. See, our disobedience, it puts limits on our love for God. So, so you can only love God as much as you obey God. It's, it's, it's together. You can't love God and not obey him. It, it puts limits on your relationship. Those who persistent, those who continue, not those who once did. Okay? Not those who, they're just one time. No, no, it's got to be every day, all the time. I'm walking with God. My mind is on him. This, we don't want to teach this in church today because it makes it feel like we're, it's too hard. It's not too hard. Let me tell you a little secret. If you abide in him and him in you, you'll bear much fruit. If you pursue Jesus, this is not hard because you can't obtain righteousness on your own. It's not on your own well-doing. You can't please God apart from the Holy Spirit inside of you. So if you pursue God, man, great things are going to happen. If you pursue Jesus, he's going to allow you to obey him. He's going to allow you to get over the stronghold. He's going to allow you to get over the rough patch if you pursue Jesus. But if you constantly pursue you and your comfort, you will fall short every time. And you'll blame God and you'll walk away from the faith. All that was in one breath. Praise Jesus. God wants you to love him without limits because he wants to give you all that he has. But until we choose to obey him in all that we are, it won't happen. See, 1 Peter 1, 14 says, As obedient children, do not conform to, this, to the evil desires in which you lived in ignorance. All right, he's talking about past tense, right? Be obedient, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil. Don't go back to who you once were, is what he's saying. Once you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you, I'm telling you, you can't go back. You can't go back. But he said, and I want to tell you a little secret. Once you know the truth and you reject it, it's worse on, it's worse on you in judgment if you never knew the truth. And so to, to know and hear the truth about God's word and to, to reject it is worse than a man that died and never heard it because you willfully rejected God. See, that's what breaks my heart about the South because we've all heard about Jesus. We can talk to everyone in our community and everybody says they're saved, but they're not walking with God. They know the truth, but they choose not to walk in it. And it's hard, church. To obey God means that we walk away from sin, walk away from who we once were. We walk away from those things. You know what I love is that there when I first started walking with Jesus, I didn't have the strength to go back to that party scene. I didn't have the strength to go back to, to, that, to, that, to my hunting club. I didn't have the strength. But as I pursue Jesus and pursue God, guess what? I can go back and I feel fine. I, can, I cannot allow, I, I'm not condemned. I can, I, can, I can love them right where they are, not think that they got to come to my level. 
like we think they have to do. No, I, I, I can do those things because I'm following after God. I'm walking, but see, so many of us can't do that because we've never truly walked away from the old life. See, to walk away from the old life, is, that means not to go there anymore. To walk away from the old life means you sever in your heart the desire to go back to those things. You cut it loose in your heart. Your heart is what draws you back to those things. And some of us need to get the cord out and cut those things out of our heart this morning. Allow the Holy Spirit to cut them out so we can obey God. Many people were standing, or you're standing in the same place because you're not willing to obey God. And, you're, and, and, and the lure of the old life is wooing you back. It's wooing you back. Come back. It's just easier to go party. It's just easier to go get high. It's just easier to... to to be to allow your anger to get over you and you to go beat the mess out of somebody. It's just easier to do that than to love them and have self-control. It's easier. If you're not submitted to God, you will go back that way every time. You know how I know? Because I did several times until I truly allow God to sever those things out of my heart so that don't come up anymore. You can't stay in the old and walk in the new, church. You can't have the old heart and be renewed. You can't have the old mindset. You can't have the old mindset. Amen? You, you can't have the old personality. Y'all with me? This is something people don't, don't realize. When God wants to, when he chose to change you through, your, through the Holy Spirit, he wanted to change everything about you. You can't have the excuse of saying, you know what, I don't like to be around people. You might have not liked to be around people before Jesus, but you should love people so much you want to be in people's lives because of Christ. Allowing the Holy Spirit to change your personality. Allowing the Holy Spirit to change you to whoever he wants you to be. That's what it means to die to self. We think dying to self means I'm just dying to what I want to do. No, it's dying to everything about you and letting God shape you again like the potter in the clay. That's what it means. And obedience means I'm subjecting myself to that. Romans 5, 19 says... For just as through the disobedience of one man that many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man that we shall be made righteous. Church, you have to choose Jesus even to be able to obey God. It's only through Jesus in which you can please God. You can't please God by coming to church every Sunday. You can't please God by being a good person. You can't please God by saying all the right things. You please God by surrendering your life, your everything to Christ, and you allow everything in you to be through Him. That's what obedience is. A song, King of my heart. A King of love. He says, King of love, you have won my heart. Has the king of love won your heart? Like, like is, are you all in with Jesus? Because if you just don't, if you just have this religious affiliation from, and you don't really are compelled to obey him, then nothing that you do is going to change, church. Nothing. 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 You will continue to walk in this, in this place in which you always feel like something's missing. And what's missing is your obedience to God. If you're just coming to church and just going through the motions, you will feel like there's got to be more. Or either you will be like, look, I'm done with this because this is meaningless. Let me tell you, coming to church out of the obligation and religion is meaningless. Paul 
says, if it wasn't for the resurrection of Jesus Christ and preaching the gospel, it's foolish. It's because of Jesus in your life is what makes your life have meaning and purpose, and it changes everything. And until that happens, nothing will happen. And I know it's easy for us to get caught up in life and trials, and I'm not trying to beat us up because so many of us fall in disobedience. But it's a lifestyle of disobedience that sets us away from God. We're going to fall short, right? Romans, what does Romans say? Romans 3.23, for we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We all will fall. But there's a difference in falling and getting back up and staying down. And I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know if you, if you feel defeated. I don't know if you feel like, like I'm not going to be able to, to make it. I don't know if you feel like, look, I don't know if I can make it back to God. But today is the day for you to lay everything at Jesus' feet. And say, Lord, this is for you. This is on you. I, I can't do this on my own, and I want you to take this from me. It starts with salvation. It starts with genuinely desiring to have God in your life. And if that's you this morning, if you, if you want to really surrender your heart to Jesus for the first time, you may have been to church your whole life. You may have been me. You may have been just like me who went through the motions and you've never truly experienced what life change is. You never really had the desire to obey God. You may have just been going through the motions. So many, you know what surprises me is in the, in the South, people go to church and they do the right things out of obligation because it makes them feel like they're in a certain status. Instead of being in the right status with God. And so if you're here today and you really say, look, I want to give you my life, Jesus. I want to surrender my heart to you. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand so we can celebrate and we can, and we can, just, man, we can just lead you closer to Christ and show you what the next step is. This is the part in which everything changes. This is the part in which you know the truth. This is the part in which you have a choice to choose. And you've heard the truth over and over and over. Are you walking in the truth or are you disobedient children? Are you really a child of God that's been set free? Because I want to let you know a little secret. You know too much to leave here and not choose Jesus if you don't know him. To leave here and walk in the grave means I choose to refuse him. Every time the word of God is opened, you have a choice to make. I'm going to obey and walk in the light or I'm going to be disobedient and walk in the darkness. So I'm going to get you one more opportunity. Because I really do feel like God's moving in somebody's heart this morning. Put your pride and sit it in the seat beside you. And if somebody's sitting beside you, say, hold this. I'll be back in a minute. But give God your heart today. Because that's all that matters. So that's you this morning. You're like, I need to give my, God my life. I need to surrender him today. Raise your hand. children, right? We're all obeying to the fullest. Romans 1.5 says, through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. It's through faith, guys, in which we can be 
faith. Faith is trust. Faith is confidence in, in someone or something. Faith is choosing God when it's hard. This is to you. This is to us who are saying we're followers of Christ. There are going to be hard times in your life. You're either in two places. Either you just come out of a storm or you headed into one. And how you pursue God and you obey God in the hard stuff shows how much faith you have. Look at Abraham and Isaac. Abraham finally got a child. Finally got what he wanted. He finally got a boy from his wife, Sarah. And that boy became an idol in his life. Everything was about that boy. Everything was about his child. Everything was about it. And God said, look, you've got to choose me or your son. Abraham was known to be a man of faith, a man that trusted God. And so he's walking with God. He's walking with God, and God tells him, you've got to kill the one thing that you love the most. And what does he do? He takes him, and he, and he says, saddle up, son. And they go to this, to this mountain. And he's worried. Uh, if it was me, I'd be worried to death. I don't know. Abraham probably was like, God's going to provide. But he's walking up this hill with his son. And his son has no idea what's about to go down. And he knows that he's got a knife. That he's willing. If God says, do it, he's willing to do it. His heart is willing from the beginning. And he ties his son up. And he reaches it back. Ready to go to the very end for God. Because of his faith, his trust in God. And right when it gets all when the knife gets all the way back, an angel hollers out, Whoa, wait a minute. And he stops. And he looks up, and there was a ram to sacrifice. And it was God told him, I pretty much was checking your heart. I know this is a hard task, but you were willing to go through it, even though you didn't know where the end was because you trusted me. Church, that's where God's calling all of us to. He's calling us to go through hard stuff even though we don't understand, even though we don't feel it, even though we're scared to death. But he's saying, trust me, obey me, and follow me, even if it's hard. Because when it gets hard, we want to quit. and We want to blame God. He's calling you out today, and he's telling you to put it in my hands. Have that faith. Obey me. See, if your obedience to Christ is struggling, it's because your faith in Christ isn't where it needs to be. See, faith doesn't have complete struggle. But to obey God means to have complete struggle. Where are you struggling? Where are you at today? I wish you could, I wish you could sit up back here and see the look on everybody else's face in this room. Because you got this face that's like, I got it all together. And I know that you're a liar. Because I don't have it together. Because I struggle with this same thing. But I know that my God is faithful. Amen? I know that when I'm down, I got to reach down and say, God, bring me back up. I got to seek after him. And church, I'm telling you, some of you, you're in disobedience with God. You've been so disobedient. You're not been, you, your life is not characterized as a man or woman who follows after Jesus. And today is the day in which you come to him and say, God, I'm laying these idols at your feet. I'm laying these things at your feet because I want you to show me how to love you more. I want you to show me how to obey you more. Because it all worth it. God, my heart is jacked up right now because of how this person treated me and how that person treated me. I don't even feel loved by this person or that person. God, I'm putting this at your feet because I choose to love them in spite of themselves because that is what obedience looks like. 
Some of you need to walk away from a lifestyle, church. There's people in the church living in sin, just living in blatant sin, thinking it's okay, living in addiction, living in, in, in extramarital affairs, living together. Like, that's sinful, and we live in it, and it's like, that's okay, and we're making a mockery of the cross, and Jesus is saying, come out and obey me, even if it's hard. Stand on the Word of God, even if it's hard. And church, I'm telling you, if you will do that, you will experience something you have never, ever experienced either. You will never experience it through the Word. You will never experience it any other way through radically abandoning you and pursuing God. He says, seek me and find me. And I'm telling you, He is true to His promises. Because every time I have seeked Him in the middle of hell, I have found Him. Every time I have seeked him when everything didn't seem right, I found him when I was seeking after him when I wanted to go this way, but I knew his word says that way, but I sought after him anyway. He always came through. Some of you need to come and lay it all out. Because I'm just a man. And I'm not God. Only one that can help you. Only one that can set you free. Only one that can save you is Jesus. If you will stand with me. Father God, we come to you right now. Well, I just pray, Lord, that uh, that now we would really understand. God, we that you would really move in our hearts, God, that your spirit would implode our minds so that we could understand how much you love us and that we would be compelled to obey you, Lord. God, your word says that love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. God, help us love you that way without walls, without limits. God, take, I pray you would check all of our hearts in here. And God, where there's issues, God, I pray that you make us bold enough to deal with it. That God, that our outward expression is not an expression of fear or doubt, but it's an expression of faith and love. God, move in us, Lord, so that when people see us, they see the fruit of your spirit, not the fruit of this world. God, take away the condemnation so many people are feeling right now and, and replace that with the love and let them come to you today because they feel your love and your compassion. God, move in us today. Change us today. Because we have no excuse. We've heard your word. Help us not live in the gray. It sends us to hell and damnation. But God, help us walk in the light. Help us be men and women of the light. I pray, God, that you would shine your light today, God. Please, God, shine your light in my heart. So that I may love you greater. In Jesus' name.